Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. Um, and today we've got a guest, uh, Amy Ransom, who is a successful mum blogger and also the author of a new book, which is called The New Mum's Notebook, which is um, which I had a look at. Looks like it's going to be very useful to new mums. I hope so. We're the first time dads. Amy, thanks for coming. Tell us, <laughs> tell us a bit about us. yourself. Um, so my book is The New Mum's Notebook and I wrote it because... I felt there was a need to support new mums better in their first mm. year of motherhood. Um, it was a very, it kind of evolved over time. It was just going to be a kind of couple of blog posts put into a leaflet, distributed hopefully via maternity wards. Mm -hmm. That became a bit complex dealing with the NHS. And so I just decided to self-publish it. But it was literally going to be like a 16-page leaflet. And you've got three... I've got three children, kids. Children. Yeah, I've got tell, three us, kids. tell us about them. I've got two girls and a boy last, so and they are three, five, and eight. Blimey, so that you is... are an expert oh, God, compared really, to Richard and I. Also, a very tired expert, a I would tired. imagine. I wish I was an expert. <laughs> the one thing I will say is the more children you have, the better you become simply because you mind about the small things mm. a little less. You know, you know, you kind of mm. you're just getting by, really. Um, my boy Ben is considerably younger than, than Steve's boy Jackson and the little things are still completely overwhelming yeah. you know and I can see that because I've seen it with other friends and family members who've got sort of kid number two number three yeah Actually, it just does. You just focus on the big stuff by the time you get to that stage, don't you? Yeah, I just think you. I think you're very precious when you're a first-time parent. I don't think there's any way to avoid it. I think mm. it would be great if we could become less so, but I'm not sure people hammering you over the head with it and saying just don't worry about that matters because you do care, mm -hmm. and experience just teaches you through time and through seeing your other children develop that the stuff you thought was really mm. bothersome didn't amount to anything catastrophic yeah. but we, we've got listeners who listen to this who are like rich who are in it yeah. or are just getting into it, in those maybe in the first couple of weeks or maybe just about to become parents and the we, we've commented on this before this idea about telling them oh you'll understand further yeah. down the line oh, is an always the classic patronizing line yeah you only understand it when you're there yeah, yeah. so they're not there yet. yeah yeah so what is what can we tell these I think it's impossible to know what it's going to be like until you've had a baby. And I think that that first night when you take your baby home, if you go home that night, or the, whenever the first night is that you spend at home, is literally like, what do we do with this baby? I remember me and my husband just sitting there and, and me kind of going, well, I, well, shall I hold her? Well, do you want to hold her now? And also the funniest thing we ever did, which I can't believe now, we never ate dinner together. Like we did, or we sat <laughs> yeah. on the sofa, but I'd hold the baby, he'd eat, then I'd eat. And then two, second baby, third baby, just like put her on a bean bag or put her in a Moses basket. Yeah. But that stuff when you're a first timer feels overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. When you go and visit, I remember from before I was a dad, when you go and visit a baby, when it's a few days old or a few weeks old, you go into a house and you notice that one of them's not in the room and they're holding <laughs> the baby in another room and then they'll come in and there's this kind of like sort of almost religious silence yeah. that befalls this baby sort of carried into the room. Like, a, like and, on a ceremony. And you'll just... have like a little sort of whispered conversation and then the baby will be passed over to the other one and then they'll then leave the room and then Hilarious. you continue your normal conversation. I have to say I've always very deliberately avoided that with, with our little boy Ben. To give you a prime example, I'm from a, a family of Scottish men who yeah. love the Scotland rugby team 
And as we're recording this, this is just after Scotland put 50 points on Australia in rugby. Apologies <laughs> if you're not a rugby fan. But Ben was with me, with my family, my brothers, my dad, me, as we were watching the game. Yeah. And I was jumping around like a lunatic. We were all jumping around screaming at the top of our lungs. And after some initial screaming of his own, because he was terrified, he kind of got used to it. And I think that's good. I think that kind yeah. of, that idea of like, you can't all just, yeah. you know, tiptoe around and whisper, whisper, whisper. That's not life. No. You this want is, them to this understand. Is eight no. Man, isn't this? Yeah. Eight no, no, man. no. Granted, I wouldn't have been chucking him in the air when <laughs> no, he was no, 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 no. <laughs> but I think there's a very, I think there's a very, like, it's, it's funny you talking about going to someone's house. I remember doing that before I had babies and coming out thinking, that looks horrific. Like, because <laughs> they look like a bit glazed. Yeah. The mum's glazed yeah. over, the dad's glazed over. They're both a bit like, we're not sure what we're doing. And you can sense that, that kind mm. of hesitation. Mm-hmm. So mums, as we've discussed this before, there's lots of stuff out there, lots of yeah. advice, lots of, uh, you know, uh, the appointments that you go to before you're going to have a baby are, are, are often mum orientated. Yeah. So mum's pretty as well prepared as she can be. Yeah. Dad maybe not at the moment has what kind of things can you know dads do that Well firstly help? I must say I think it's great that you guys are doing this because I know that in the blogosphere you know dad blogging and stuff is becoming a little bit more you know common but the fact that you're having a really useful conversation and also acknowledging that dads have these feelings and need this preparation because it's not something that all men that are going to become dads feel they can have that mm. conversation. Um, I'm actually now separated, but my um, ex-husband wouldn't have been one of those that felt he could go and, and talk about how hard it was or, or how difficult or how challenging. So I think it's great that you guys are doing this. Um, I think, and I think also it's really important because when we become mums, obviously we go through birth. However, that pans out you know whether it's how you wanted it to be but obviously then we have the massive hormonal changes the sleep deprivation accumulates and we do live in a bubble and Mm. in that bubble we forget because we just can't take it on board that you guys have feelings emotional needs to be met confusion and i think it's something that we need to support new mums better but we also need to support new dads better um i think a dad, I think in those really early weeks, I think a lot of it, and I hate to say it, is about sucking up the fact that mm, mm. things are going to be a bit strange at home. Yeah, I think mean, um, that's it. I think you, you have to realise that things are going to be different in advance yeah. of them changing. Yeah. So you're prepared for that. It shouldn't be a shock to you yeah. that you're not the number one person in your wife or partner's eyes anymore. Yeah. And there's an element of you just have to take it but the bit, the bit that I, that funnily enough, the bit I was just thinking that in terms of what you were saying there, Amy, that the bit that I struggled with wasn't the initial bit because the initial bit is like crisis management. That's almost yeah. what it's like. It's like every and you're you're so geared up, like you're saying, Steve, you're so geared up about things are going to be different, things yeah. are going to be different. So you're ready for it, and you and you're it's like you're a. I was going to say at war, which is ter- a terrible analogy for having yeah, a baby. But, but you're you're kind of there, and you want to do everything you can. So I'm going to help mum. I'm going to help baby. I'm going to help mum. I'm going to help. And the bit that I found difficult was after that initial kind of mm. dramatic period. You've also when got the you, euphoria of yeah, having the baby. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all, all there, just the adrenaline, the euphoria, the mm. kind of necessity of everything. And then the bit that I struggled with as a dad, and I, I'm sure my wife probably felt the same way, is that it's when you start to get into that routine. And I know yeah. a lot of people talk about that's that's almost like the good thing 
yeah. that you get into that day-to-day routine and things start to become more manageable. I found that from a dad's perspective, the more difficult bit for the reasons that Steve and I have discussed in the past, where that's the bit where the dad's almost a little bit less necessary, yes. particularly in those early days. So once the baby's a few weeks old, and it's all about mum and baby finding their routine because that's the mm. that's the nature of it, you know, yeah. breastfeeding, particularly if a baby's breastfeeding. Yeah. That there's that that's the nature of it, and that's the point at which almost dad becomes less necessary. I find. Yeah, in which case maybe the answer or one of the answers to a dad to find his mm. routine is regular. Yeah. Regular. What can dad regularly do? Is it you know take a shopping list to work with him and bring home that stuff mm. is it take on the cooking yeah. take on cook, the, yeah. Cook, yeah. Yeah. cook an evening meal i think you're right i think the practical stuff when in those early months is absolutely what you can do and i do think i mean i, I have sp- i've got a few friends who have much older children now and i know that the husbands really struggled you know i'm friends with the wife and the husband and i know that the husband struggled with the role in the family and even maybe still when their children are 10 years old still feel that they get a bit sidelined mm. because it's always the kids first mm. um but i also think that if as a dad if you can do those practical things which steve i think is totally what it's about um making her feel valued making also just not making any sort of negative comments yeah. i mean it's really difficult it i appreciate really that because actually anything you say could be misconstrued at that point yeah <laughs> and it is really difficult we've spoken about this before and i found it with jackson that I started to get myself wound up yeah. and made it about me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I was the one and I was the one that was getting cross and going, well, it's not fair, you know, in yeah. not necessarily saying it's not fair, but but that's the, that's what's going on in your yeah. head because I know it's, exactly it's what you mean. Communication suffers so much when yeah. you've got a young baby mm. because of all the physical demands on both of you. You know, if the if the you know the wife's you know the the woman's staying at home, the mum's staying at home, then possibly the dad's out working. Mm. You know, you've got that. Yeah. He's then coming home. He's tired because he's had a busy day at work. She's been climbing the walls because she hasn't spoken to another grown-up for 12 hours. Yeah. None of those things yeah. are a good catalyst. I have for... tried very specifically to avoid that that comparison between what mum's doing and what I'm doing as the dad. Yeah, I agree. Because if you get into that, I don't think anyone wins out of that. The idea that well, I've, you know, I've, I can honestly say hand on heart, in yeah. eight months Ben's been alive, I have never said, well, I've been at work all day. No. Because I genuinely, again, hand on heart, know yeah. that Lindsay, my wife, has been at work all day. Yeah. And She's that's been really busy. important. So I think that's important, but I think there are times, obviously we bicker, everyone bickers when you've got a baby yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, without. Yeah, even when you don't. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but I think the moment you start going down that road, that's a dangerous road because then you start saying, well, who's more tired? Who's done, who's yeah. actually done physically more today? You know, you've sat at your desk and, and written some stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I've been running around doing this. Or well, I had to go on the tube and you did. If you get down into that conversation. Just, then, I mean, you know, I wrote something recently, a blog post called How to Be a Kick-Ass Parenting Team. And one of the things is just don't compete with each other yeah. because this isn't a game where anyone wins that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And also you you have to be a team and it's really trite, but you you have to maintain that that sense of being a team even through the really difficult times. Mm. You know, and I think I think I think we as mums are need to be aware of it as much as mm. because you know dads suffer from you know postnatal depression yeah. Yeah. because it's quite a modern discovery, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean depression literally postnatal depression just means it happens when it you know just chronologizes when it happens so post having a baby that's a very interesting point because i remember doing nct classes before the baby was born 
And I'd always had this idea that postnatal depression was something about a kind of hormone, you know, the, yeah. the change in hormones and the change in chemistry in the brain and in the body. Yeah. And actually, it was our NC teacher who said, it's just depression postnatal. Yeah, and that's why there's they no, call it that. There, you know, there's no, yeah. there's no sort of biological thing behind no. that. It is the overwhelming nature of, yeah. of the change, isn't it? And there is a point, definitely, where you get to where you, I think, you breathe and you go, you know, and it might be different for all couples. It might be like 18 months and it might be two years in. But there is a point where you go, oh, it's just got a bit easier. We just felt it mm. get a bit easier. But the, the the challenge is, is within that time frame to still communicate with each other. Even if you, you know, and I hate stuff like date night, like let's, why do you have to go on a date? But yeah. actually, if it makes you acknowledge that you need to set aside time for each other once a week, whenever you yeah. can fit in. It doesn't have to be going out for dinner and getting a babysitter. It can just be turning mm. your phones off yeah. and making each other feel a bit important. You're sitting opposite each other. What yeah. I found was really important. So we would eat. Instead of eating sat on the sofa yeah. watching Netflix, yeah. we would just sit at the kitchen table yeah. opposite each other with our food. Yeah. And you that way you interact. And you do have a conversation. You end yeah. up having a conversation. The other thing I found useful, which other dads might find useful, is... Try and have a bit of your own time as well. Try and factor yes. in something. And a lot of the time I did this during the heat of a, a, a frank exchange of views, shall we say. Um, <laughs> Nicely put. Uh, yeah. Where I would go and maybe have a little walk for, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. Listening to, a, you know, a very popular podcast. Yeah. You know, I can think of one now that you could listen to. First time dad. Made up an iTunes to subscribe to if you don't already. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and just... Have a few moments now. Maybe it's not the right time to do it in the in the heat of the moment because yeah. you're leaving someone quite literally holding the baby. But there is opportunities to say, you know, I'm just going to go. And we, we blokes always say we're going to go and have a pint with a mate. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't yeah. got to be going to have a pint with a mate. No. It can be going to do something you know, just to give yourself a bit of headspace. Yeah, mm. and I think it's absolutely fine to to a acknowledge that and accept that you deserve that because mm. we all deserve that time out and i think where that gets confusing and where the arguments start is when it's not communicated yep. properly so i you know most of my friends who are parents find weekends pretty sometimes they're good but other times they just don't meet the expectations mm. and when you look at the end of that week and you go that was supposed to be really fun why was it so miserable and i think it comes down to a couple of things i think parenting together mm -hmm. is really difficult because yeah. you parent differently yeah. and if you've spent most of the week apart the chances are that if you've spent less ch time with your child they'll have developed or done different things that week and then by the time you get to another weekend you're like so sometimes the person who spends the most time with a child feels they know more, mm. so you can have that clash. Mm -hmm. but I think also it's just because at the beginning of the weekend, you both don't sit down together and say, well, this is what I would like out of mm. the weekend, and this is what I would like. And then yeah. see how, you know, if someone wants to go and watch sport on TV, you know, no biggie with that. Yeah. But it's when it's sort of... You have to receive so you. And it's also when you're frightened of saying the words, because yeah. Yeah. sometimes if, you know, no one's had any sleep and you're both a bit crabby... Yeah. You're actually frightened of, of saying, I would like to have this. Yeah. And actually, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, definitely. We're still we, a human. Yeah. yeah. What, we, what we did was, and it might not be right for everybody, is so my wife, if she wanted to get her hair done yeah. or her nails done, we would go, right, she hasn't been able to do that all week because... Yeah. Not that she does it all the time. It's a very rare, rare, rare thing. But quickly, weekend, yeah, you thought about that yeah. quickly, didn't you? I <laughs> better just chuck that in. Don't want to paint my wife as a wag. But we would say, right, okay, Zoe's going to go and get her hair done or she's going to get her nails done. We, oh, 
both go to that appointment, I would then take Jackson in the buggy and take him for to the park to yeah. push around. Hopefully, he'd be asleep during this point. Yeah, and she gets that time to yeah. do that thing, which is you know very specifically for her. And sometimes an hour away is literally all you need to feel revitalised. You know, going for a run, whatever it is that you've yeah. not been able to do during the week. But equally, you're right. It's about the dad's also getting that time. Mm. I know a lot of couples, uh, friends and family, who have always done that thing where they've they've split the weekend in terms of the mornings. Mm. Yeah. So that someone gets a line on a Saturday and the other yeah. one gets yeah. a line on a Sunday. Yeah, I think that's actually, that. I think that's almost like industry standard. Yeah. Because yeah. you think, right, somebody, you've got to have at least one line at <laughs> yeah. the weekend, haven't you? Yeah. Well, you see it sense. at the swimming baths on a, on a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning. It's dads and kids. And the parks, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's Always. dads and kids. Saturday and Sunday mornings, it's dads and, dads and kids doing yeah. stuff. And, and mummy's, yeah. you know, having some well-earned time yeah. for herself. Um, I mean, it is hard, isn't it? Because it is, if you're at home with a child, it is like, I mean, it can be really monotonous and they can be really long days. And if you didn't get out or you didn't have some kind of mum friends to hang out with, it's quite isolating. Mm. So you can kind of see how the the sort of mood swings happen and how depression happens, you know, yeah. and anxiety and all those things. Yeah. Um, and I think when someone starts to go through that, it then becomes really difficult to consider the other person. Mm. Mm. And it is a lot of the time, I mean, it's a hard call, but it is a lot of the time the dad's having to step up and, mm. and almost be the bigger yeah. well, how, what, what, what should a dad do in that, in yeah, that course, situation? Yeah. You, what, I know if you've his written wife about starts before, to, yeah. if his other half starts to kind of What's exhibit, he looking for, first of all? What, what's he looking for? Okay, he's looking for... We're talking um, about... Um, Postnatal depression. depression. I mean, postnatal depression can come in different forms. You can get the baby blues, which most women get, which normally come in on sort of day three, day four, last a week, a couple of weeks, and then go. Postnatal depression tends to hang around and it tends to get worse. So if it's not, it's not uncommon for a, a mum two years in who's been undiagnosed with it to still have depression. And it's like what we're saying about when it happens. At that point, it's depression. Mm. Um, I think things to look out for are low mood, very teary, um, lethargic, so not really wanting to get out of bed, get dressed. I'm not talking about having a nice indulgent morning where you just have a nice no. time with your baby and sit in your pajamas. Mm. Um, irrational yeah. thoughts. A previously sociable yeah. partner yeah. who is not doing what you change, would expect yeah. them to be doing. So yeah. someone that's normally the life of soul or, or closer to that, just you ask them in the day, what have you been up to today? Yeah, no, left the house. Yeah, you think that's not like... no. And the the key thing with that with postnatal depression is that the symptoms stay around and they're consistent. Mm -hmm. So you're not looking at someone who maybe just was a bit teary one day and then was absolutely fine and was fine for the next four weeks. But if someone's consistently sort of almost every day or every other day, um, I think actually. I think dads are very, very good at picking up on it. I think addressing it is is incredibly mm. difficult because I think they don't know how to do it. They maybe are scared of doing They're it. They're at work. They're at work. Mm. And maybe it's just a really difficult conversation to say to the mum, are you okay? Because the mum if is probably at that point not okay, but how is she going to respond to that it comment? It could sound like a judgment, couldn't it? it and That's it will sound like a yeah. judgment because she's not in a good place. Yeah, because, oh, you're not coping with being a mother. Yeah. That, I can imagine from a perspective of some of a mother who is, you know, tired and frazzled yeah. and depressed, that's what that's what they would hear, regardless yeah. of how you would phrase Absolutely it. Absolutely what you would hear. You're telling me I'm not a good mum. Yeah. And I think in that case, I think what's really important is for a dad to either seek 
advice from maybe someone in the friendship group, yep. you know, one of her friends, yep. um, or, you know, if he's got a good relationship with his own mother or her mother, mm. it's about, and it's not obviously about forming an intervention or anything like that, but just about getting some mm. people on board that you can then kind of help her through it together. Yeah, do you mind popping around to see yeah. X during the day? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And if you're worried, if you're really, really worried and you have brought it up with her or you haven't felt able to, then it is probably a conversation to have with a health visitor or a doctor because once you've got that help, someone's mm. going to get better very quickly. I remember talking to, many years ago, talking to a friend of mine who'd had a, a, a baby and you got the vibe that things weren't well, right. right over the telephone. And I got my mum to give her a call. Yeah, you see. And just say, just right. on the premise of like, congratulations, how is it all going? And it was a mum. Yeah. It wasn't your own mum. Yeah. So the judgment was what you was, don't Yeah, yeah you I think that's a, good, that's a good idea. I also think, do you know what I think? All I wanted to be told, and it, you know, we do need validation when we're mums, especially mm. if we've gone from like really big careers or, you know, we've gone from a busy social workplace and then we're suddenly at home. I actually just wanted to hear you're doing a really good job mm. and I actually wanted to hear the words it's really hard isn't it yeah I wanted mm. that empathy from my partner and I think that is a really really key thing actually when you say that to someone it just gives them an opportunity to rant a little bit or you're making it okay for them to mm. do it and then actually normally what happens is you feel closer to that person yeah, yeah, yeah. you're putting yourself in the mm. same camp yeah or yeah. you could just say something like oh it's really hard or my goodness why is he doing that? He's a nightmare, isn't he? And you're giving an opportunity yeah. to laugh over it, bond over it. I think you've just hit the nail on the head in terms of what, well, why we're doing this podcast. Mm. Yeah. Because I think, and actually maybe this, it's interesting you're saying that from the mother's perspective, because I think the classic problem for fathers is that you're not supposed to admit that. And that, you know, yeah. that, that comes down to, I mean, that's not just about being a dad, that's about being a man in the modern world and yeah. all, the, all those big yeah. questions. But you, it, the idea that what we're trying to do here is say, Yes, it is difficult. Yeah. In fact, it's yeah. bloody difficult yeah. sometimes. In yeah. fact, it's completely overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. And the thing I find, and I have to, rem I found myself reminding myself of this recently, is that when you go around to see people, when you see people with their kids, you're not seeing how it is for them really. No, you're not. You're, even your closest friends, even your family. Yeah. You go around to someone's house, they've tidied up. Yeah. They've cleaned the house. Yeah. You yeah. see them, you see them out you're with a the kid, and yeah. it's all smiles yeah. and happy, and everyone's telling nice stories about their kid. And actually, you have to remind yourself that it's not. This isn't. It's not malicious. It's not people no, it's doing not. that to wind you up. But the the reality is that when those people are at home, yes, they are arguing between themselves. Yeah. Come back and visit yes, at one a.m. Yeah. And yeah, the baby yeah, yeah, is screaming. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and I've, I've, I've we... had. Sorry, just to, just to say, I've had a couple of times recently where good friends of mine have, you know, when we've been sitting around having a conversation, have kind of admitted that yeah, they did lose their mm. temper with their kid. And I'm talking about babies, you know, yeah. babies that of my, my mm. son's age. And it was, it was like I felt myself breathe out because you kind of like, thank God for that. Just makes it's you not feel just normal. Me. Do you and know, accepted. it's not just me losing my losing my marbles because yeah. my son is screaming. Everybody loses their marbles. Yeah, yeah mums do, dads do. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we do need to acknowledge that and yeah. just feel that it's okay mm. to say that. Um, and I just think, I just think the the empathy between a couple, because you are on the same side, and it is your child. Mm. And when your child's acting up, there's no one else to blame but. You made it together, didn't you? Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be like, well, I'm better than you and you're better than me because, well, actually, it's yeah. both your problem. Yeah, Genetically, <laughs> this is yeah. actually, you both created this <laughs> yeah. this problem in inverted commas. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone and you 
gone down the road of having a child together. Yeah. And I appreciate we are at the moment talking about people that have got both partners from a very yeah, early exactly. age. And there are other, other, you know, parenting can look different to that. Um, presumably you're as close as you could possibly be to that yeah. person. So if you, you should be able to just like go, this is, as you say, this is tough. Yeah. This is tough. Yeah. And I think the comfort you get as a, as a mum, speaking from my perspective, comfort you get from that is immeasurable mm. because suddenly that person's rooting for you, mm. not telling you that you should be enjoying it or you should be doing this mm. or, you know, I mean, some of those awful phrases, enjoy them while they're young. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I think the other thing that we're not good at doing is we're not good at asking how people are. We're good at telling them how they are. So what always mm-hmm. happens with new mums is we say to someone within a week, you look amazing. And we're trying to be nice. But what we've done by saying that is removed the opportunity for that person to say, I actually feel awful. Mm. Because what we've done is we've told her she looks amazing. So she thinks, well, I obviously should feel amazing. And it's yeah. gone. And it's the same with dads. You know, I'm, you know, three kids in. I always say to someone, how are you? How are you finding it? So that if they wanted to, they can then say, it's bloody awful. Mm. And I can go, yeah, yeah it is. But yeah. don't worry, it's not always going to feel yeah. quite as overwhelming. Yeah, and, and and again, this isn't. We shouldn't put anyone off becoming <laughs> have, a parent. Have we kids. We say this amazing. on every podcast. Please have kids. It's the hardest, but also the best thing you'll do. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It is really interesting. I, I because it, it, what I'm finding interesting from what you're saying, Amy, is 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 a similarity between what mums are feeling and what dads are feeling. Yeah, and that actually because I. I I suppose when we started doing this, I had this this idea in my head that maybe that was an entirely different perspective from dad for dad you know that there's an entirely different process going on there but it's it's not really no and i think that you're in a different position in terms of you've got Mm. different roles to play but actually those those internal thoughts and the things that are concerning you and the yeah there's some biology at play i think lots of mums are disappointed when they have babies in that they they kind of think that their other half doesn't step up or they just feel frustrated. But actually what we also need to do, I mean, it's, you know, it's a two-way thing here. What we need to do as mums and women is also kind of go, well, actually, he hasn't just carried that baby for nine months. He's not feeling the same connection that I felt. He hasn't gone through the physical process of actually having a baby. And actually, there's a little bit of time to make up there. So we Mm, have to be better. And it's hard because of what we said, hormones, sleep deprivation. But we, I think if we can get rational, and you do have slight rational insights every now and again, normally (laughs) after a cup of coffee. But if you can get that rational insight, it gives you a chance to go, okay, he is a person too, and let me cut him a bit of slack. And then maybe... You know, it's it's too. I do. I do feel, and I I agree with everything you're saying, but I do feel slightly anxious about the idea that we're sitting here saying to to mums who have you know a week old child, yeah, think more about the dad, yeah, um, because I'm, and I suppose this goes back to the original point that I'm sitting here thinking, well, as a new dad, your job is to look after mum, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, to yeah, to sort of to sort of qualify that comment, I think that has to be going further down the line. Yeah. I do believe that those early months yeah, are about, about the mum. It, yeah. it has to be, you know. There's no way around Yeah, there's a thing that they call the, um, which is in the New Mum's Notebook actually, called the fourth trimester. And that's about the mm. first three yeah. months after the baby, mm. mimicking what yeah. you did yep. when the baby yeah. was in the womb. And I think that those first three months, it's about helping her, you know, get back to some sort of physical and mental well-being 
Um, but I think going forward beyond that, I do think it has to be a two-way thing. Yeah. It has to be. I think so. I think so. You know, and you, you, you know, the dads are really important. And dads now take a really, really big role in their kids' lives and they take pride in it. Mm-hmm. And it's very different to 40, yeah. 50 years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, it's a different generation. generation. I think one of the useful things that dads could do is talk to other dads. Mm. So yeah. if you're not a dad yet or you've just become a dad, talk to your pals yeah. that are dads people that you're comfortable with talking to yeah. and say what's it like yeah. ask the questions because then when it comes around you're a bit better prepared I mean I think that's yeah, kind so. of what NCT tries to do isn't it it tries to you know I always think that you're not really paying for the information oh, you're, you're paying, paying to the, meet some context, people yeah. but sometimes the dads bond really well yeah. in that group but it normally depends if you've got you know if you two were in an it's NCT group yeah, I imagine yeah. you'd be like come on guys let's yeah. But if you if they're all a bit kind of disparate and also kind of like, well, I don't need this. Yeah. But you're right, it's really difficult. Mm. And I've seen dads struggling. And, and I think, you know, men, you know, hit a point as well, early 40s, yeah. where things, challenges come up, yeah. career. Yeah. And I think if they don't talk to each other, and I think this is why women are such a power force, yeah. mm. is because we spend most of our time chatting about how we feel and that's really important I actually saw a a very good friend of mine just yesterday uh, no Saturday I beg your pardon for the first and it was the first time since his first child was born four weeks ago is he, he subscribed was, to the podcast? <laughs> I told him to get on it. I, that, uh, uh, you I can was, do that via iTunes yeah. or Audio Boom. <laughs> um, Had a very strong word of him and said, get subscribed to this bloody podcast. But the um, the first thing I said to him, I saw him and he was sitting there with the baby, uh, you know, tiny little baby. And he's, 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 a, he's a guy who wants to be as involved as possible, takes his role very seriously, and it's all, all good stuff. But I went up to him and just said, so how are you doing? And he said, a lot harder than I thought. Oh, it's and I, and I sort of put my arm around him and said, I know. And but that's just how it is, man. Honestly, that and that's fine. Like it is hard. Like, like don't let anybody tell you it's not but the hard. The comfort he would have got in you doing that yeah. is immense, yeah. and it's it's just not something. I, and I think this is why depression is probably bigger in men of a certain age than well, it is well, it's in the women. Biggest killer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. suicide is yeah, the biggest suicide, killer yeah. in men. Yeah. yeah, and it's because you know until things change more dramatically, mm. it's not like you're saying. Maybe things like this will help it be acceptable to go. This is I'm where we're coming from. Really solidarity, yeah. Yeah, solidarity for dads, really. Yeah. Just to hear a familiar story. Yeah. And that's some of the feedback that we've been getting from people. And we have been reading your comments. Um, has has been really good because it, yeah, it shows that stuff we're on iTunes, yeah, on the, on the uh, reviews and ratings, and people really, yeah. really buying into what we're doing, which is yeah. great. I mean, what yeah. have you been finding? Dads have been saying that have they have they kind of opened up about the things that they found particularly difficult. Yeah, people just say a lot of it rings true mm. to what we're yeah. saying. I mean, I don't think anyone's got an answer. Yeah, because people don't have answers to this. It's just it's about talking about it. Yeah, uh, and not every dad's going to be up for that, of course. Yeah, but the more normal that becomes yeah. for blokes to talk about their feelings yeah. uh, and personal information mm. the, the, the better the better yeah. it is i mean you know and the all... better it, the better it makes you as a father i i firmly believe that i mean i don't you know i i don't i don't have any basis scientifically for yeah. saying that but i honestly believe that if you can communicate how you're feeling about something it makes you a better husband it makes you a better father it makes you a better person I agree. it makes you happier um, so I think, you know, that's that's the whole idea here. And I think that comes back to your original point, Amy, in terms of 
the impression I get from what you're saying is that in terms of those early stages, yeah. it is about communicating. Yeah. And I mean, there's a big whatever, Whatever's happening, as long as you are actually talking back and forth to mum and dad, and as Steve said, not everyone's fortunate enough to be in that position where there's the two of you, but if you are in yeah. a couple who have a newborn baby, you have got to talk to each other. Yeah. Mm. You've got to talk to each other. I think there's a few things. I mean, you know, trying to give some helpful tips here as a mum and a woman and obviously feedback from what I've always had from friends and you know there's a few things that we've we always moan about as women and mums and it's stuff like oh she just put the bin out and it, it, it's become a cliche but actually it's become a really defining part of a, of a good relationship yes. and we've often said like you know the girls sitting around and we don't sit around I mean I know there's a myth that we all sit around like man dad bashing but we'll just say I wish you'd put the bin out and it's really weird what that's become what that means now it's like a really grand gesture yeah. <laughs> and all it means we don't, we don't want the flowers yeah. it just means wow you thought about us before you left the house about you know emptying the dishwasher mm. one thing we yeah. didn't have to do a friend of mine who's a new mum dad's away a lot working and he said what can I do to help she said we can get a cleaner and yeah. so they've now got a cleaner. Something and practical. And not everyone can afford to have a cleaner, but it was yeah. a practical thing. Yeah. It's made her life much easier yeah. because the cleaner comes and does the washing, yeah. tidies up everything so she can focus on... It takes that anxiety because she's obviously spending a lot of time in the house as well. And that's when you start to go, you feel overwhelmed because mm. everything's piling up. Mm. Um, I think just practical things, putting a wash on, you know, just anything that sort of conveys, I'm thinking of you, us... Mm. That's funny though What's because I do a lot. Easier? I do a lot of that practical stuff, but I've never stopped to even think about it like that. Because I would often find myself sitting there of an evening like where where Lindsay's putting Ben to bed, yeah, and I'll be thinking, oh, I haven't done enough, you know. But isn't and I'll, that I'll be lovely sort of like, that you're thinking that? Well, I know that ma- that makes me sad. You Does know, that, super that sad. Me no, like it's I'm, sort of <laughs> I'm genuinely sort of then get up and go and on. But 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 what I mean is, at that point, I'll be sitting there and I haven't considered the fact that actually, okay, I've cleared up and I've swept the floor and I've emptied the dishwasher yeah. and I've done the washing up and I've done, you know, and with none of which are big jobs. Don't get me wrong. But actually, oh, I suppose I have done something. But they because, help because yeah. she hasn't got to come down and do that. Yeah. And in actual fact, if you're already doing those things, then probably things are going okay-ish. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yeah. you would you would soon notice if you weren't doing those things. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it's just all down to one person. It's, it's too much. It's the building a routine. You know, we spoke about the routine before. I mean, I get up in the morning and go make cups of tea. Yeah. Says, While I'm downstairs, get those cups of tea. I'm, and the kettle's boiling up. I'm emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. Mm. And it's what I do. But it's a simple thing, isn't you know, it? And you're not even thinking about yeah. it, but you've just done it mm. rather I, than, I, you know. Yeah, and I try and make sure on, on Friday that the washing is done. Yeah. So at the weekend, that you is not enjoy. something we've got to do at yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Just little tiny things. I mean, yeah. I definitely think the key thing is, is it just feeling like a partnership? Yeah. Just feeling like an equal, you know, because you've... You know, it's like you've said, I would never say I've been, well, I've been at work all day mm. or you don't get into those conversations. But it's amazing how many people do get mm. into those conversations mm. or feel mm. it or or mm. think it. Um, as, as I was saying before, you never know what conversations those people are having, whether it be friends or acquaintances or people. And you look at them and you think, oh, is he, you know, or maybe he's a better dad than I am or yeah. maybe they, they, they're yeah. better than I am. Mm. And actually, you don't know. He could be saying anything to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know I, I mean? always notice, I obviously, I, I'm, quite, I'm quite observant about this sort of stuff, but I always watch 
couples and actually mm-hmm. I sat with a couple um, with a four month old baby recently in the pub and we were sharing a table with them and I was fascinated because it was their first child and you know what they had such a good rapport and I could see it mm-hmm. he was very attentive she mm-hmm. was very attentive to him and I was I was like wow that's amazing it was noticeable mm-hmm. um, and I think that if you've got that you're going to be absolutely fine mm-hmm. you're going to still bicker and be miserable and all the rest of it occasionally. I think there's something wrong with people who don't argue. Yeah, of course there is. That, that is more worrying. If you're bickering <laughs> a lot and you're thinking, oh, we're bickering quite a lot, if it still could be constitute, you know, could be categorised as a bicker yeah. rather than a sort of screaming match, yeah. um, then that's better than not doing anything because then something is very very wrong yeah. i mean i think yeah. one of the traps yes that... i'm fine thank yes. you very yeah, much exactly fine. Yeah, she's, she's handling it very well I think, <laughs> I think that's the thing as well if you've got a if you've got a partner a wife or a girlfriend that's very capable mm. i think that's what can sometimes happen is that can transfer over to motherhood and then the the, the dad the partner can be kind of like well she's got this so i don't really need to do all that stuff but actually even the most capable women totally mm. need that help mm. when mm-hmm. you know because it's it's hard looking after small people. <laughs> that's probably, that's that's probably a good note on which to, it, it? <laughs> which so to end. Long story short, it's difficult. Talk to other people. Yeah. Spend a bit of time um, together. E- laugh together. Except that it's not always going to be a walk in the park. Because it's not. Because it's not a walk in the park, but it's also the best thing. It Absolutely. is great. It is great. Also, yeah, I'm glad also, you keep um, reaffirming that. Also, maintain the physical side of a relationship, sex. That's a whole other podcast. Oh, there you go. I've led you into your next one. Another podcast. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to get that <laughs> cleared at home before yeah. we start talking <laughs> about that. Yeah, I think both our, both our respective wives may have something to say about yeah. us talking about sex after babies. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but less said about that, the better. Amy, thanks very much. Pleasure. For Thank coming. you, Remind, guys. remind us again of the name of your new book. It's called The New Mum's Notebook, and you can get it from Amazon, Asda, Waterstones, all, all good retailers. retailers. All good retailers. <laughs> it is very good um, and uh, very much worth a purchase. So uh, thanks um, for listening as ever, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>